Hi there, and welcome back to the Shamanic Stripper. So that little audio clip was titled Wingspan, and I feel that it's perfect for what I want to start with today. So I don't have a lot of visions um, within my intuition as far as always like seeing um other beings and other dimensions um, are having a lot of like um, clairvoyant um, visuals. Um, but there is one guide that was um, pointed out to me in an Akashic Records reading session about seven years ago um, that really has stuck with me. And this is one that I do sort of see sometimes. Um, and this being um, is a a Native American male energy and he has um, long uh, silver special wings and these wings sort of have little they almost are like coins or little scales that are like shiny and um I uh, had a, um, I had a visual once, um, I think this was maybe a year ago or so, um, I don't know if I was like meditating or I was in between sleep and waking, um, but I had this like strong image of myself at work in the club. And that this being like hovering over me. And it was really, really beautiful. And it really made me feel good. And um, it's sort of one of those times where a visual or a synchronicity just shows you. Like it becomes the tip of the iceberg that you've been feeling the whole time. Like it just shows you... um, in a more manifested sense, um, that feeling of, uh, support or guidance that you've already felt. Like you don't need to see these things more clearly, but it's kind of cool when you do. Um, I hope that makes sense. So, um, I bring that up to share that, um, I find it, well, I just find it, um, most people I speak to about my work in the club are very open-minded and very interested and very supportive, um, of what I'm doing. And it truly is like just another channel to connect with human beings. That's really what it is. And, um, the stigma around it has made it, you know, seem so, so much more than that and so different. And for me, like, I, it's like I'm doing my ministry, you know, I'm doing my spiritual work with people. And, um, you know, all of us have the opportunity to um, be in our power and in our spiritual um, center, if you will, and in our heart of hearts and in our uh, state of like balance and 
um, compassion and all of that, no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, no matter where we go. And my mentor, Linda Starwolf, speaks about how, um, you know, she has a lot of different people graduating from her programs and her um, shamanic ministry ordainment and shamanic breathwork uh, trainings and whatnot. And, you know, she's talked about how, um, you know, you can be a shamanic uh, nurse, you can be a shamanic kindergarten teacher, you can be a shamanic uh, CEO, you know, of a financial firm, like, you don't have to um, be like, putting yourself in a position of, quote, spiritual leadership to be connected with your own shamanic journey and your own um, ministry, I guess I should say. Um, So I'm not really sure if that makes sense. But for me, that's why I named this Shamanic Stripper. Um, because I feel like both of those words are very triggering and (laughs) both of those words are like, you know, polarizing, um, because stripper community, we love the word stripper, you know, um, people will be like, oh, well, I prefer to call you a dancer or, oh, well, you know, like, you know, they, they feel uncomfortable saying stripper. And I'm like, no, like, that's what we are. You know, <laughs> like, we don't want to, like, f- like, paint what we're doing other than what it is. And um, I've heard other sex workers speak to this where they feel like it's disrespectful for people to call themselves like sexual therapists when they're sex workers you know like they're not therapists they don't have a degree they don't practice counseling um they don't abide by you know they they're not offering counseling services they're offering sex work you know and like I've just yeah I've witnessed um people in this realm you know speak to that and just say there's women that are you know full service sex workers and they're like I'm a whore you know they want to use that word they're like this is this is the word for me you know and there's you know women that aren't comfortable with that word and um you know and that's everybody's choice I mean you can you can you're free to brand yourself and title yourself however you like obviously um but yeah for me it's like yeah I'm a stripper because that's what I do and you know it's fun and there's a lot that goes into it it's pretty hard work so um I uh just listened to an interview with Jack the Stripper um talking about the way that the club structure works and how the way that um you know the management works overall in regards to um, their relationships with dancers and it's just super interesting um, and you can find that on her podcast or her Instagram um, in her stories she's got a link to that interview and um, it was really cool so yeah 
So when I was um, uploading my first episode, I was tagging it and, um, you know, all these tags are already there, right? You start typing in something and then you see the drop down list of all these tags and you can select them. And, um, you know, stripper was not in there. Sex work was not in there. Um, Stripping was not in there. And I just find that so telling, you know, so interesting because the world and society and even strip clubs, I'm not saying the direct managers that I work with certainly are not this way. Sometimes they are in other places, but lucky lucky enough for me, I haven't really had that experience. But um, society and the overall structure of the club, like they want to like erase, just erase us, like erase our lived experience and not include um, us really at the table in the conversation. And so that's why I have this podcast and nobody might listen to it. People I know might listen to it. People I don't know might listen to it. Who cares? You know, like a million people might listen to it. Um, I don't know, but I am not going to like ignore the fact that just like I felt called into the industry by my spiritual guidance and my inner knowing in a very like sacred way. Um, I'm also now feeling called out of the industry in the sense of sharing and looking into grad school and looking into other things and hopefully traveling to dance in other cities this year. Excuse me. So I found that to be a really beautiful metaphor, you know, um, that it's just seen as something that's, you know, needs to be kind of eradicated almost, but also profited upon, like, like, um... I don't know. I'm not even going to start talking about the porn industry because I'm not a fan of, of, you know, porn in general. Um, and I'm not involved in that industry, so I won't even speak to that, but I've, I've read and listened to things from, from, um, women in that world. And it's super interesting and, you know, it's in a similar vein. So, um, I want to learn more about that. Um, but anyway, so, um, And like, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying for me personally, I just have never, I've always felt like an aversion to that um, sort of thing. So anyway, um, yeah. And I, um, I just want to bring awareness to the reality of women like myself and that someone being in touch with their sensuality in the way that I am and in the way that other strippers are is, um, like not something, uh, there's a power to it is what I'm trying to say. And there is a, uh, I'm not sure the words for this, but there's a very like, um, real essence that is revealed in this environment. And I'd like to probably take this episode to share the way that I've experienced healing 
and that I feel others have um, as far as the men that I've interacted with. And after listening to like Tennessee Queen and other uh, strippers, I know I'm not alone. And I know that this is like powerful stuff that's going on. And that our profession um, obviously is a valid profession just like any other. And I think there's like, there's even more like um, authenticity in our field than some other fields and that in you know in a way I mean that comes with light and dark right so um in our world it's a little bit of like a lawless land you know like there's stripper etiquette um there's you know common sense there's respect there's healthy boundaries there's laws there's rules of a club there's unspoken rules of a club there's really kind awesome like great security staff and and floor staff like there are all of those things and in a good club they're all working really well and um and uh I'm aware that in some clubs they don't work well you know and they're not there or they're ignored or they're they're exploited or they're they're erased and all of this stuff. So I'm aware of that. And I just think that although there are these protocols in place, which do allow, do allow for uh, vulnerability, for even just physical vulnerability in the sense of the nature of the work um, to happen, because it couldn't happen if there weren't, um, there wasn't a strong container um, so there are all those things. And then there's the room to move. And I just love the way that, um, energetically what I feel like I'm able to do within my job is similar to dancing physically itself. Like, um, dancing, it's like, okay, like you're in a room and you're flowing and you're flowing in your own way, right? And you're, you're expressing yourself and you're, you have freedom, but you also have this room to dance in. And like, if you're a pole dancer, you've got a pole, you've got a structure and some kind of thing that's, um, holding you there. And so, doing uh being a dancer it's like you're there to make sales and you're there to work um but and you're there's a lot of freedom you know if you're in a good club there's a lot of freedom to like be you and hustle how you want to hustle rest when you want to rest express yourself dress how you want to dress your style um, choose your customers, choose the way you interact, choose, um, how you, uh, want to grow, um, all of that. So, uh, it's really cool. And like moving on to interactions with customers, the positive side of there not really being like a structure except for the one that you set up with your customers as far as your hustle 
and the way you want to close sales and what kind of sales you want to close and the pace of that I mean that's your structure and um it's an art it really is and it's not easy and uh, some some days it it feels super easy but um most of the time it's not and if if you're somebody who's very driven and like never wanting to hit a ceiling um with your income and the quality of your work like you're always going to be uh you know like using each interaction to like try to be your best and grow from and it can be a lot um but that's true in any business so any kind of sales job particularly it's all the same thing um but yeah so when you're like interacting with customers when I'm interacting with customers um I just notice that there's like a level of permission to be like a little more unguarded and um that can be really wonderful and then the dark side is it can be turn into like you know the men that cross cross your boundaries um the men that like don't um I don't know I think you get what I'm trying to say um but the powerful thing is that I feel like I've been able to really strengthen my boundaries a lot and learn about myself really in this cool way and also learn about men and I say men because that's 99.9% of my customer base so um that's why I'm saying that um so it's really helped me to connect with men and connect with men in a way that's outside of a romantic context or a coworker context um I don't have a lot of male friends in my life um like I've had a few but it always turns into them wanting to be more than friends in some way um which you know I'm not saying that's inherently wrong but um yeah I don't have male friends really and uh I started realizing a lot of unconscious feelings and thoughts that I had when I started dancing and I started noticing just like this natural kind of like fear of like men like social fear um like not like outright safety fears um but those are of, of course there too um but yeah I just as I started dancing I started like just becoming so much more comfortable with people in general and humanity in general and like having a new lens of like compassion for people and like I meet just so many different people and I don't just meet them behind a counter or in a very controlled structured environment with like a boss and sort of like protocols for how to interact and stuff it's very much just like hey how are you hi what's up you know like can I sit on you like you know it's it's just kind of cool it's like there's this whole stigma that 
what we're doing is so wrong and we're like you know enabling male um like sex addiction or enabling um men that are out like lying to their wives about what they're doing and being untruthful or like filling some sort of unhealthy void and all this stuff and it's like of course there are men that are that come to a strip club in an unhealthy way or too much or or act in ways that aren't healthy for them or the dancers when they're there or obviously there's there are situations like that um but more than not I've found that the people that come and the people that I've been able to interact with have been very respectful and very generous and kind and just human like it's just human like it's a it's a human thing for straight men to want to see boobs you know and like want to talk to a woman who's not their you know doesn't know them and all their history and everything that's wrong with them and that they haven't disappointed yet (laughs) and um you know I'm not trying to speak for men I'm just going off of what things that customers have said to me and things that I've witnessed and so it's like what's wrong with that well nothing is but um it's uh just like I know I'm like messing this whole speaking thing up because I get nervous talking but the reason I'm sharing is because it's not going to be perfect, but I've had people, you know, encourage me and just feel like it would be cool to hear. And, you know, people that know dancers usually have a lot of questions and, you know, want to know, like, what's going on. It's sort of this, like, realm that's a little bit mysterious, you know, it's a little bit like, oh, well you have to go behind the second curtain, you know, through the hallway into that curtain to, like, get into that room and see what's going on, you know? Like, it's kind of this, like, shrouded and whatever secrecy kind of thing. And, you know, um, I've experienced healing with men in the sense that I've definitely had soul connections in the club. I've definitely had a strong feeling of, like, everybody's, every stripper's got her stripper intuition, Um, and that may have been all it was, but I think there's a, I think that there's more to it. I think that, um, there's been times where I've had my stripper intuition call me to somebody and I go and make a really easy, quick connection with them. And it's more than just the financial, like, yes, I, I did it. I'm getting paid from them and you know not every person in the building has the ability to pay you they may really really love you feel a connection with you they just don't have the money you know to make you have a good night they just don't and that's fine um but I've had these connections with these guys where there's been about let's see there's three that really come to mind and you know I've had these weren't my three like highest paying customers by any means I like you know a decent amount but not so it's more than just the money what I felt with these people but it was like this feeling of like that you know I have to connect with them you know 
I, I desire to connect with this person. And in all three of those situations, I really felt like a shift. I felt this human to human sort of spiritual connection. And I felt a feeling of like familiarity with them. And uh, when I feel that, you know, I don't bring it up, but they did. And they uh, shared just like, you know, wow, like I feel this like really good energy with you. And wow, this is like crazy. I feel so like lame, but I really feel this. And, you know, we all hear that. We get drunk guys and, you know, guys just like... (laughs) feeling all turned on for whatever reason and just like feeling like they're in love with you or they want to you know take you home or whatever yeah 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 like for sure but this was like a different thing this is like a distinctly I would say shamanic spiritual kind of vibe and it was just cool because it through these interactions not just with these three people in particular but through these interactions, you know, good and bad, I felt myself heal. Like, my heart is healing um, from the ways that I've interacted with men in the past. And I can't really explain it, but I know other dancers feel the same way. And, um, you know, the club and the customers have shown me goodness in men, They've shown me the honesty in men. They've shown me uh, vulnerability in men. They've shown me um, consideration, respect, you know. And I know I'm only seeing them for a few hours, never see them again. So, of course, you're going to see someone's good side right away if they're showing it to you. I get that. But I think, you know, when you're a fairly aware person, like most of you all are probably, Um, you can kind of feel, you know, when someone's, you can feel a moment of true vulnerability when you, when you see it, you know, you can feel, uh, something real or deeper when it's there. And, uh, I've just found that to be super beautiful to be able to like be in the front seat of witnessing these things. So, you know, I'm not perfect, but I try to, I, I really, you know, I really take what I'm offering people like to heart like I want to demonstrate healthy boundaries I want to uh provide human connection right and so I'm like wow how lucky am I that I get paid to provide human connection like Tennessee Queen cracks me up and she talks about it like um she was answering a question one of those little question filters in her Instagram like, what's your dream job? And she's like, I'm a stripper, duh. It's my dream job. It's like, it's so true because like, obviously this is not what I'm going to do forever. And like, you know, obviously there's a lot that comes with it that's exhausting and unpredictable and sometimes, uh, you know, upsetting or whatever. Um, But it kind of is a dream job, you know, it really is because it's, it's like, uh, okay, I'm getting paid to like um, be myself and... Um, you know, obviously there's like a stripper persona and a, and a real person underneath that. But I think again, hearkening back to 
the first episode where I shared about my, excuse me, Gemini moon. Being a stripper is like an amazing job for Gemini moon. I really highly recommend it because (laughs) Gemini moon, it's like, it's so good for making like, uh, emotional connections with lots of different people quickly it's really good at that and so if you can apply your gemini moon to something constructive and positive that really really embraces that skill like oh my god it just feels so much better you know than being like like my moon would go crazy if i had to like be in an office and like do one thing every day or most people would go crazy with that but I don't know how to explain it like I sometimes would like wish I had a water moon because I know that I that I you know I'm a a whole person and have um deep feelings and normal like (laughs) needs and all that but my moon is very it almost doesn't let me be deep. Like, (laughs) it doesn't let me be a deep person or present as a deep person, which, you know, is irritating and sometimes sad. Uh, But I can't change it. Um, And I'm starting to really accept it and embrace myself um, because I look at other Gemini moons and they don't seem shallow to me. Like, my friends with it don't seem shallow at all like they're super they're really deep writers and blah 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 um it's just a different expression and so um yeah I've somehow been able to like embrace that quality in me and feel more comfortable connecting with people than I ever used to and I just feel more like uh people are just people right and, um, like, I grew up in high school being obsessed with Regina Spector, and in one of her songs, she says, um, people are just people, they shouldn't make you nervous, and, um, something about, uh, like, if you kiss each other, you get practice or something, And I just think that's really, like, a lovely way to look at things sometimes. Um, Like, yeah, boundaries are important. And um, at work and in personal life, they're important all the time. Um, But if you can have, if you can sustain and know your own boundaries and knowing that that's a constant process then when you're like thrown into humanity like going into a strip club being a stripper is like being thrown into like the sea of humanity like you have no idea who's in there who's gonna walk in how they're gonna be who they are what their background is what their mental health is like what their you know thoughts are I mean you don't know these people at all and it's such a mixed room um, that it's just been really cool to just be like, okay, here we go. And to learn along the way and to like sharpen your knife against these knife sharpeners, you know, it's like, 
all right, we've got our, like, we've all got our sort of discernment or, like, sort of truth or sort of whatever um, spiritual sight and vision and, like, how do we sharpen it? Um, I mean, I can't sharpen it alone. I know that. Um, so it's, it's just interesting. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've, I've had men in my personal life be, you know, cool toward me or good to be around, but like really, really not many, really, really not. And that's really hard, actually, to accept. And I'm working through accepting that right now. I think that's a part of the Mercury retrograde story for me. Um, But it's okay. You know, it's okay. And you know what? Like, my job really helps me see that. And that's such the opposite narrative of what society would say. And I had somebody in my life, um, when they found out what I do, felt like, you know, and I I understand why they would feel this way for sure. So, you know, no hard feelings, but, um, maybe just innocently like, oh, well, what about assault or what about, um, almost like insinuating that I was a part of the problem and it morally, um, as far as society's morals, given what I do. And it's just like, I, I can see that I, I, you know, whatever, but it's like, it's just so different from my experience in the industry and um that's awesome right but it's just so different um from my lived experience of it and it's funny because <laughs> like <laughs> Tennessee in her podcast um her most recent one she Um, it's called slut sermons slut sermons on you can find it anywhere there's podcasts but in her recent episode she spoke about how um, her father you know promised to pay for her undergrad and then never did and you know, da da da. And then it's like, she can get customers to pay for parts of her classes and all this stuff. And (laughs) I met somebody, uh, recently, I don't know if it'll actually pan out, whatever, not getting my hopes up, but I met somebody in the club that was just like, oh yeah, well, if we keep seeing each other, like I'll totally help pay for your grad degree. And like, I mean, I know that that's rare that people would actually have the means and follow through to do that. So I'm not getting my hopes up, but it does happen. And there, there are all these stories of dancers I know that, um, you know, receive beautiful gifts from, from clients and, you know, and it's not from a place of like, um, like control or, oh, well now there's strings attached or, oh, well now you know, now I'm expecting this from you and blah, 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 blah. Or like, or like, poor you, I need to save you. And, you know, captain save a hoe and all that. It's really not. I mean, yes, that does exist. But also what exists is just straight up generosity and men who, who don't have somebody to like, connect with and support or share. And um, I know for some men, like that is something they want. And, um, they express like wanting to have someone that you know they genuinely enjoy their time with that enjoys them and is benefiting them in some form of like emotional way to like reciprocate that by sharing something that they have you know and 
I just think that's beautiful and that makes me happy for her and it's like a similar story with me like you know my parents um they've helped me a little bit with money like when I was in college or after college when I was making nothing um they've you know helped me a little bit no like huge lump sums like a a couple hundred dollars here and there um, when I really needed it, you know, and I'm grateful for them. I don't have any like complaints, but at the same time, like I still have 27 grand in, in undergrad debt that my pa- my family hasn't helped me pay for at all. And then it's like, here I'm meeting people that are like, um, you know, happy to do that and whatever. And I understand maybe they just have more means than my family does, but I think it's more than that. I think, um, I don't know. Anyway, not going to keep going down that tangent right now but um yeah I can't really explain why but um I feel a lot more comfortable with myself um after after my time in the industry and I feel more comfortable around men I feel a lot more comfortable with my boundaries in general um and I'm not dating um at all I really never date because I never meet people that I want to date um or that are really deserving or worth it and I also understand that um it's just not time at all like I I just don't have even the mental space to even like that's not even in my realm of like awareness and I think I'm like healing a lot of of um childhood stuff um, for sure in therapy lately and, and just like unpacking a lot and like not even in a position to attract something like that right now. So that's the way I'm seeing it. And I, um, know that what's meant to be comes and, Um, just like in the club, you know, some money is just not your money and some money is. So there are days where, um, you know, like you feel really on it and you're, you're really perceptive and you're, you're moving your sales quickly and you're, um, or not necessarily quickly, but in a right timing and you're really like getting it, you know, <laughs> and you're having the money flow to you that's there. Um, and then there's days where, you know, it's like you feel like you fumble something or you you kind of miss the sale and you kind of mess it up and, you know, it doesn't quite work out. And some other girl makes like $800 from that person or something. And, you know, it's challenging. It really is. But I've really come to learn that there is a power greater than ourselves and that uh, I've had an experience where I um, had this like typical experience where you you meet the customer too soon and, and they're not quite ready to do something or they're trying to kind of push you and test you a little bit on prices and trying to like kind of feel feel things out especially if they're new to the club there's certain guys like this and I had one of those and if I had been in like a better state and I wasn't tired and I was like 
I was in a really really weird mood that day getting there like I I I already knew that I wasn't in in a good space so that was definitely a part of it but yeah if I had been not in that space and had been like on a average day I probably could have stuck with it and handled his sort of objections and things with grace and um, impressive ability (laughs) hopefully (laughs) in my ideal mind I would have done that and I could have gotten a sale whatever but um, me not getting the sale actually allowed for this super cool interaction to be had with someone else and it was really interesting because I like messed up this sale and I was super down on myself and critical and I like met this man man at the bar who I'd never seen before and for some reason I introduced him with my real name it was so weird and I not like as an accident it wasn't like oh I accidentally said my name it was like I purposely used my real name I didn't get why um and we were talking and I was just very straight up with him I felt very comfortable being honest with him and I was like oh I just messed up this sale and he's spent almost two thousand dollars by now on other people and I can't believe I did that and I right now I dance in a very small club so big nights like like that aren't aren't common and I've had um I've had a couple thousand dollar nights in this club um for sure and like my average um was in a was in a good place in in the fall for me and I felt really good about it so it's not like a nothing little club but it's it's not like um you know big city it's not like uh like girls aren't you're not really able to walk out of there with like two to four grand a night like there's just not the business and the money in the club but some girls do I know one um but uh anyway anyway so it was kind of one of those things where it was like god like that's the guy with the money you know like I felt very um angry at myself and it was a really good like learning moment of having to face like how important it is to really like prepare and uh you know speak with intention um but I you know ended up just like connecting with this man and um he um was really great to talk to and his name is Stefan which I thought was hilarious like what are the chances that I would use my real name with somebody with my real name off by one letter um so that was cool um and I think we even have the same initials I think his last name is the same starts with the same letter as me um anyway so that was cool and he tipped me to sit there not very much but um he was in town only for that day or something and we stayed in touch a little bit and he's coming back next week and he you know right then and there that night before he left he said he's like well next time I'm here you know I want to give you a grand and we'll just spend the whole time together and I was like great you know and uh I think he's gonna follow through and even outside of the money, it was really, um, it was cool to talk to him and he's in sales and he totally understood what I was feeling. And it was just like really cool to see that some money is not your money. (laughs) And that guy that I, you know, was doing like 
these rooms with all these different girls and um kind of like making their nights um he was just like really annoying and he was a lot to deal with and he had a big new york city personality new like new jersey new york city kind of here for business i used to live in atlanta i know how the clubs work this club is nothing compared to those clubs blah 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 like getting drunk you know all that and it's like yeah like i i have made money off those people before i mean it's my job you know you just gotta like handle it or um you know set set appropriate boundaries or or choose not to interact with people like that he wasn't awful but it was like definitely not somebody i would choose to want to spend time with without uh the promise of a good chunk of money right so um yeah there's times where in this industry it's like the money isn't um I feel like when you've been in it long enough you get better at at realizing like yeah we all need income to survive and like I really want my shift average to be in a certain range and blah 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 but you know you can't like nitpick every minute on the floor because yes like time is money and you don't want to constantly be losing like potential big sales like that but there's certain moments where it's like if you're pretty like happy with where you are you know in your hustle and your your you're wanting to keep growing and you're working on growing and you're working on being better and you're like wow look at how far I've come you know you're feeling pretty good and you have like an off day or two or whatever or you miss a couple big sales like that it's like sometimes I think that that's the universe saying that just wasn't your money you know like there are women in the industry who kill it every single day every single night every single sale And I'm pretty sure that those women haven't been doing it for only a year or two. Um, Maybe some of them, but the ones that I see really doing that, they've been doing it five, ten years. You know, it's like they've grown and practiced and worked things out enough that they're at a different place of like ease and comfortability. And so I guess what I want to end on is that if you're a dancer and you're like where I am like two years you know um you're like it's it's good to have that like hunger for more and the desire to like max out your potential at your club and um you know constantly be doing right by yourself right like why why would you put on these uncomfortable heels and like put glue on your eyelids and um wear like perfume that you would never wear normally um or wear uh you know a tight thong that you like cannot wait to take off like <laughs> Most strippers I know just live in sweatpants when they're not at work, um, be included, or leggings. Anyway, like, you know, why would you do all that if you're not um, wanting to, like, make the most of it? And, yeah, duh. But at the same time, and at the same time, um, sometimes our, our, we're not aware of when we need a break or when... Um, 
some certain customer, their energy, their attitude, whatever, their vibe is just not ours at that moment. And it may look like a loss, but it, it, you know, like there's been times where it's really been a gain in a way. Um, and we've all had those customers that maybe are sort of like regulars, um, that you might see like once a month and do a room or whatever. And like after a little while, you're just like, oh, like this vibe is just not working for me anymore. And it's, it's not like they're doing anything outright like bad or hurtful or pushy, but there's, maybe there's just like a certain energy of their like neediness or their like desire for something more or just they're super boring like it's not often but there's certain customers that's just like really hard to like pull a conversation out of or like have I don't know like I feel pretty good at that I have to say um but yeah there's just certain 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 things that are like Mm, yeah like this this would be a sale or like this would be like a guaranteed uh you know three hundred dollars or something and you know to me of like two years ago that was like a really big amount of money right um and it's still nothing to scoff at like I only made two hundred and seventy dollars on Sunday um it was really slow um, you know, and I'm grateful for it, definitely. And I'm grateful for their business and whatever. But there's certain times where it's just like, you know, this just isn't my money. <laughs> it's just not my money today, you know? And I think it's like, it's cool um, when I can recognize that because it shows me that I'm um, feeling good about, um, I guess from a spiritual standpoint of like not being in lack consciousness and feeling like, okay, there's more coming. There's more for me another day. And I usually am pretty good about sticking to my schedule that I create about when I want to work. But today I just had to not go in. And I just had to not. I was just like, my whole body, everything was like, nope. And now that I'm, you know, tears in and I'm considering my next steps I'm thinking about that more and more because I do have things I want to do um outside of being in the club and the club takes a lot of energy so the first priority is get my grad school applications figured out um and then the second thing is I want to um well I want to do some more studying on my own um with shamanism and and other things like all these books I want to read and um I haven't like painted for fun in a long time and there's things that I want to do outside of work and work does take a lot of creative energy like I think people on the outside might not really see that or they see that just in the context of the pole like wow your dancing is so creative whatever but it's really like way broader than that. Like it's not, it's, it takes a lot of um, emotional, spiritual, mental, physical, obviously, um, sexual, sensual, like it, it draws from that creative space of like, 
crafting yourself and sort of like getting ready and doing your makeup and the way that you're interacting with men and like you're interacting with men in this like flirtatious sensual way and although you know if you're having a good day and your boundaries are in a good place you don't feel (coughs) like you're being drained by that um any more than like a normal job talking to people would drain you um but it still is drawing from your reserves and so my reserves have really been used up for that and for moving and um like getting rid of this mold issue I used to deal with at this old house I lived in and yeah so now I'm feeling pretty settled um and it's mercury retrograde and I'm feeling like okay I'm Time is a resource that's finite, you know, um, in a human life at least. So I'm uh, recognizing that and uh, still wanting to keep my income up. (laughs) I still want to meet my income goal for the year. Um, But I'm working on, you know, not taking, not taking the minute situations um, like really hard if they're not, if it's like not a great money night or I really, really just don't have the energy to go to work. Like in the past, I would have definitely forced myself and gone in tonight and it could have paid off financially, but sometimes then you pay for it later, you know? Um, so yeah, I think that's all I wanted to say. Um, and, uh, I look forward to sharing more about um, the way that my intuition has played a role in my desire to dance and with the interactions I've had with customers and some more maybe anecdotes, I guess, if you will, some stories or examples of certain things that have gone on. So I think in the next episode, I want to um, talk about astrology. I just feel like sharing a little bit more about my chart because that's all I have. I just have one. It's just me. (laughs) So that's the context I have to share with in. And I want to do so because I love hearing people talk about astrology and people with the same aspects sharing um, their experiences and their, their feelings about it and excuse me, all of that, and um, it's one of my favorite things, so I think that's what I'm going to do next episode, and um, connect that in with um, dancing, and some of the things that might, might be going on with my chart, (coughs) excuse me, so now that I'm coughing, I'm going to go, thank you all for listening so much, and supporting me, I hope that something was interesting or entertaining and I will talk to you next time.